Hey friends, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Today we're talking about momentum and that ties in so well with our sponsor. Uh, as more and more churches are looking to gather again in person and seeing diminished numbers, why not kick off that momentum again with a 40-day church-wide challenge? The team at Red Letter Challenge have become the experts in 40-day church uh, campaigns like this. Not only will this be an exciting 40-day church series, but it, it really will create a really super unique daily challenges that they want to give to your people. It's great for your small groups. It's fun, amazing time, and many people are taking steps towards Jesus. They have two 40-day challenges ready to go. Their original Red Letter Challenge, as well as another one called the Being Challenge. Both of these are completely turnkey, ready to go. There's all kinds of information, uh, the plug and play, all kinds of graphics, kids programming, everything. It's, it's amazing. More great news. If you're a pastor and you haven't seen this yet, uh, the, our friends at Redditor's Challenge will mail you a free workbook, no strings attached. You can get all the information by just going to redletterchallenge.com forward slash church or by emailing hello at redletterchallenge.com. Many churches are gearing up right now for a fall kickoff uh, to use this 40-day challenge. Now is a, t a time uh, to really get this plugged in, whether it's in the summer or in the fall. Uh, go again to redletterchallenge.com forward slash to church or email hello at redletterchallenge.com. Thanks so much, friends. Let's join in and check out this article all about how to gain momentum this spring. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name is Christine, one of the hosts at the Unseminary Podcast, and I'm joined by Rich, the founder. How are you, Rich? I'm doing great. Uh, feeling good these days. That's good. That's good. Is that because of what season we're in? Today we're talking about seasons. Do you have a favorite? Yeah, I would say my favorite season is summer. I love summer. summer. It's so good. Long days where we live. Uh, we're so far north. It's basically 24 hours of light. No, it's not quite. That is not But true. it's like till, you know, 930 or 10 o'clock at night in the summer, which is so fun. Nice long sunsets. Yeah, I like summer too, but I do think uh, the in-between seasons always have so much fun hope. But anyways, totally. today we are talking about how to beat the spring lull and gain momentum at your church. Yeah, so the season between Easter and summer is a strange one in the life of uh, any local church. Many churches gain momentum really coming up to Easter. So maybe you do Lent or you've got some sort of you know fun stuff going on and then you've got Easter. But really, we can find these weeks between Easter and the summer, they can just drag on and be kind of boring and, you know, like momentum sucks. In any <laughs> other year, this lack of momentum can be, you know, difficult to climb out of. But however, this spring, it's particularly difficult as we all come out of this kind of COVID-induced coma uh, that so many communities seem to be in. We naturally anticipate that some people, you know, should, will be coming back and attending in person and online. Uh, but maybe we're seeing a bit of a lull, you know, kind of an attendance lull at this, po at this point in your year. So momentum is a key asset that every leader, church leaders particularly, need to consider when they make decisions in your organization or church. And the spring is no exception. We need to be thinking about momentum. All right. Well, I think we all know what momentum feels like when, when we're in the midst of it. We know what it feels like when we lack it. But mm -hmm. how would you define momentum? Yeah, so momentum is just forward motion fueled by a series of wins. That's uh, Andy Stanley's definition. And anytime I can 
rip off a quote of his is a good thing. So <laughs> it's really just, hey, we're, we're kind of going from one good thing to the next. And mm-hmm. and that's pushing us forward. It's it's giving us, it's generating energy. It's helping the organization move forward. Okay. So in the article, you've got three components of generating momentum, new, improved, and improving. Can you explain those? Yeah. So what I want us to be thinking about here is I want to challenge you to be thinking about ways that you could be injecting more momentum into your church this spring. Uh, And for this first part, I want to challenge you to be thinking about new, improved, and improving. So anything new in your ministry will trigger momentum. It might be new leadership, new direction, new offerings, new doing new things, new programs. Um, momentum is rarely triggered by tr- by t- simply tweaking something old. So it's not saying like, hey, let's do something 2% better that will, will generate momentum. It's actually something new. Now, of course, momentum can be, it can be positive or negative. It could, you could get some negative momentum off new things. But obviously, we're looking for a series of wins. We want things to head in the right direction. Now, it's, it's not just new. It's also improved and improving. So uh, there must be a noticeable improvement from the old. So unlike a tweak, it needs to be, wow, this is so much better than what we were doing before. As leaders, we must consider if what we're adding is a significant amount of improvement over what we've already been doing. Uh, If you're in a situation where there's not enough money to do something that's new and improved, then uh, you may be doing too many things. So frankly, you just should be cutting back so that you can invest uh, and really improve on uh, just a few things. And then finally, improving. Uh, Momentum is sustained through continuous improvement. It's a flywheel. We've talked about this before. Continuous improvement requires systematic and unfiltered evaluation. Uh, You may need to take a long, hard look at what we're doing today and ask if there's ways that we can make significant improvements to it over an extended period of time. All right. So how can a church increase momentum? So what I want you to be thinking about is when you think about new, improved, and improving, there's really three steps. There's um, three things that every time I'm thinking, hmm, how do we inject momentum into an organization? I, I think about these, whether, and maybe this is, you know, so you need to start thinking about the kind of area. Maybe it's volunteer engagement or overall community engagement or finances. What are some areas that you want to gain momentum in? And I think you need to go through all three of these steps. All right. So the first one is set a goal. First, what you need to do is to set a goal that's attainable, uh, but is also a stretch in your community. And this is really a balance here. You want to you want to peg things that like, hey, this has got a chance of actually happening, but it does make you sweat a little bit. You're like, oh gosh, how are we going to be able to make this happen? Communicate this goal as widely as possible and begin to rally your people towards it. Make sure that the desired outcome is understood. So we want to make sure everybody gets it. They all understand what it is you're attempting to do. Secondly, you want to exceed the goal. How does that work if you're potentially not going to attain it? Okay, so this is where all these work together. So we want to set a goal that is a stretch, but we have a fairly high confidence that we can attain that goal. That through past research or through learning from other churches or from other activities we've done in the past, uh, we need to not just meet the goal, but exceed it. And so this is... Um, you know, part of the way we we should be doing this is by thinking, again, really carefully on the front end. So the question is, how can we help our team once we set that goal to reach even higher uh, than the target that we set in the first place? All right. And then celebrate the wins. Okay. So many churches are, we're just simply not good at celebrating when good things happen. It's like, we just move on. It's like, you know, there's so much negativity going on or so many negative things going on around us. A part of what you and I have to do as leaders is to slow down and to celebrate with our team, to build a plan 
and factor for celebration at the end. Celebrate uh, what has gone on and how the you know the church is moving forward. It's like um, when. Uh, with your kids when they were younger and you went on a family vacation, it's not just enough to go on a family vacation. You need to like have those moments where you say, man, it's just so good to be away with you on vacation. You need to slow down. It's like when you buy your wife a birthday gift and you just, you know, remind her a few (laughs) times about, Hey, isn't it amazing that we got, uh, you know, this birthday gift for folks that are listening in. I got my lovely wife, uh, some new floors for our birthday. And I reminded her, it wasn't that as wasn't as lame as that. There was more gifts involved. Yes. But but I reminded you one too many times uh, on the on the celebration. A few too many times. <laughs> and so uh, we need to celebrate them. So how do those all work together? We need to be think carefully on the front end about setting a reasonable goal and then celebrating that. So like this goes back to like Youth Group 101 when you were like running student ministry stuff and you thought maybe 40 kids were going to show up for the event and you had to set up chairs. What you did is you tell, told your young leaders, <laughs> man, I really think that, man, it'd be amazing if we had 25 or 30 kids here tonight. And then you set up 25 or 30 chairs. And, and then what happens is because you're pretty, fairly certain you're going to get 40, 40 kids show up. There's this mad scramble. You're having to like get extra chairs, put them out, man. It creates this fun momentum building moment with your leadership team. And then at the end of the night, you gather your leadership team together and you thank the three kids from the leadership team who were thank who set up those extra chairs. You say, man, thank you so much. We saw lots of people come out tonight. So many, we had to set up chairs. Uh, again, it's a microcosm example, but it's the kind of way we need to be thinking when we think about how to inject momentum into our church. All right. Well, I know you've got some specific ideas as to how churches can do that this spring. Tell us about this. Yeah. So what I've done is just brainstorm six ways or ideas to inject momentum into your church this uh, particular spring. Uh, do you want to want to start to start talking through them? Yeah, let's do the first one. Another round of phone calls. So one of the most fascinating things I've found over this last year, talking to very large churches and smaller churches is we've all got back to doing phone trees. It's like, welcome to the nineties again. Uh, we're all calling people again. And there were so many churches at this time last year that were speaking about all the great positive momentum, relational momentum we got from that. Maybe now's the time for us to do that. I was talking to a church recently that um, has set out the goal to call 10,000 people by Labor Day. Um, and they're basically trying to call everybody in their database. And and it's not a like, it's not like a collections call. They're not like, hey, we want your money, come back to church. It's just that we're <laughs> trying to connect with people. We're trying to get out and get in front of them. Um, secondly, community service. We've talked a lot about this in the past in other contexts here at Unseminary, but getting your people out of their seats and into the streets to make a difference in their community is an amazing way to not only be the church, but to be the kind of church that your people want to be a part of. Spring is a perfect time to get out and make a difference in your community. Uh, reach out to some community leaders and find out what needs uh, that, that you might you know be able to meet this spring. Uh, even a part cleanup can be a simple way uh, to to get out and, and make a difference in your community. Just recently, we were driving by a church where uh, we are like, hey, there's an opportunity in kind of their park next door to their church to do a cleanup. Regathering people around the practice of community service is always a win. How about connection events? So building strategic social events this spring could be a way to add momentum to your community. Many of our churches and people uh, that attend them have been socially disconnected for a long time. And what our job in this season could be to build intentional connection events. These are social events designed to help people reconnect with others in their neighborhood, maybe in their town. Man, that would be a win in many communities across the country. uh, This is a perfect season to help people to reunite. 
planning events with the goal of attendees developing friendships, not listening to us talk, uh, uh, will gain you momentum in your church for this spring that you'll be able to live off of in the summer and fall. Invite your people to invite their people. Yeah, so for so long during this intra-COVID period, we've seen a decrease in our people inviting their friends to come to church, whether that's in online or in person. I know we keep saying it's so easy to do it online. Just click the thumbs up and uh, the, <laughs> the bell. Uh, but we know that that's passive in inviting. That doesn't actually, that's not actually someone reaching out and inviting their friends. What if this season uh, you built a bit of invite your friends campaign uh, where we, you know, whether it was Friendship Sunday or whether it was a series of special uh, services or an upcoming big day like Mother's Day or Father's Day. Uh, this is a great season to remind people of their vitally important role in expanding the kingdom of Christ through inviting friends to be a part of your church. Plan and launch a churchwide campaign. What do you mean by that? Okay, so this would be a great season to launch a churchwide campaign that attempts to align your weekend services, small groups, kids' ministry, and personal learning experiences. This is like all those 40-day campaigns that are out there, 40 days of purpose, 40 days of prayer. Uh, frankly, uh, our good friend Zach Zender, who's been on the podcast before, and his uh, Red Letter Challenge, uh, it's uh, running right now. They're in their spring run, post-Easter run, and they have something like, he was telling me recently, oh man, I think it's 35,000 people going through it right now, which is amazing. You could be looking at that over the summertime or, or building a leadership team now uh, to look for this fall. Uh, again, if you just, there's a click it, there's a link in the, in the show notes or in the, the article here to get more information. But, but one of these churchwide campaigns could be a, a really effective tool for you in the season. All right. I feel like this last one is a bonus idea. Try that crazy idea. That crazy idea that you already have. Yes. So, you know, there's that crazy thing, right? Like we're not, we have not left, left the COVID t period of, tr you know, now is the time to try things. Uh, we are still in this intra-COVID season where people will give us lots of leg room, lots of freedom to try new things. I've got that wacky idea kicking around in the back of your mind. Well, and you're maybe just not sure whether you want to pull the trigger on it. Let's give it a try this spring. Uh, maybe you want to try something different in your weekend services, or maybe it's a different kind of community service project, or maybe it's a, a special series. Try something new this, this spring. Maybe reach out to 10 other churches that you respect and ask them what's the biggest risk they've taken in the past year, and then maybe try to implement one of those at your church. It's still a good season to take risk, friends. Yeah, I would agree with that. I feel like people have more grace than ever for new, Absolutely. Um, and they're just thankful that the church is still happening yes. <laughs> in whatever form it is. So I Absolutely. do think it's a great time to experiment. Anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, so we've put together a couple resources to help you continue to build momentum in the spring. So if you go to the bottom of the show notes and click on the uh, link that says click here to download them now, we've got two PDFs we'd love to give you. One is a deep dive into this whole connection events thing. We talked about it in the ideas and we walk through kind of both the mindset and how and kind of what makes great connection events and all that. And then also uh, a number of years ago, we did a, a group, a mass calling campaign where we called uh, over 2,000 people in a two-week period and uh, pulled out eight lessons from that, including you know some great links on like how to do it well and all that. And so both of those PDFs are there. You just have to go and put in your email address so we know to send them and we'll get them in your inbox as soon as possible. Awesome. Those are really helpful. Thank you, Rich. And uh, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. You can find this and other helpful articles at unseminary.com. 